been missing everybody uh, the last couple of Sundays. It's down in West Tennessee, and uh, it's nothing like being back at home and amongst my friends and family, especially at the household of God. Enjoyed our meeting last weekend and enjoyed being having sweet fellowship at the picnic Sunday afternoon. I guess it didn't work out too well with some members, but the Lord is gracious and the Lord can take care of them. I don't have any doubt that he's over them and will be with them. Uh, what's been on my mind lately is uh, prayer, praying to God, communicating with God. That's what prayer is, in direct communication with the Almighty King, the Almighty Creator. That is what you're doing when you pray to him. When you talk to him, you communicate the power of prayer. We don't believe in the power of prayer, but we do believe in the power of God, and that's why we pray. That is prayer. The uh, communication, me and my, uh, me and Molly were able to go canoeing <laughs> uh, Saturday or Friday, and uh, I tell you, if you're having problems communicating with your spouse or somebody in general, just go canoeing with them, because me. <laughs> Me and Molly are definitely not good canoers and found out real quick that you need to have lots of communication <laughs> on which way to turn. We already made up our minds <laughs> before we got on, on the water, just plan to flip the boat. <laughs> just go ahead and have that mindset, you know, because <laughs> it's going to happen. But, well, thankfully, it didn't happen. Um, but if you want to get communication skills, I assure you, <laughs> go canoeing. In 1 Peter 5 and 6, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. The Lord cares for his sheep. He's saying, cast your cares upon him, because he careth for you. He careth for every single one of his sheep, no matter where they're at and what kind of condition they're in. The Lord careth for you. Don't ever forget that. He says, cast them upon him. Don't cast them upon other things. Cast them on the one who careth for you. That's who we need to cast our cares upon. That's who we need to come to in prayer. That's who we need to communicate with. Yes, he knows everything you stand in need of. He knows. He says in Hebrews 4 and 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He says in verse 15, he says, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of what? Of our infirmities. We have infirmities. He's going to be touched by them. But was in all points, he was tempted like we are, yet without sin. So therefore, he says, let us therefore come what? Boldly. That's freedom of speech to cry out to God. To let him know what is going on. Yes, he knows what's going on. He knows how to get you through these times. But he says, come boldly to him. He wants to hear he wants you to look to him who careth. He careth for you. Cast your cares upon him. Come boldly into that throne of grace. It's not a throne of judgment. You ain't going to come boldly to the throne of judgment. I'm not. You may try if you want to, but I'm not coming boldly to a throne of judgment. But I can come boldly to the throne of grace. He tells us, uh, his disciples in Matthew Matthew 6, and we'll pick up in verse 5. 
He's telling them how to pray. So if you need to know how to pray, just turn here. He says, when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have in need of before ye ask him. He already knows, but you should, we still should come to him. We still should ask. It changes everything. They say prayer don't change things. I tell you what, they change a whole lot. They'll change your mindset right, right out of the gate. Whether you ever receive what you pray for or not, just the communication with God has already, he's already answered your prayers and given you a sense of relief. He says, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's who we're praying to, the Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. We only have today. Tomorrow is not promised. Yesterday is gone. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Things that we stand in need of, we can ask for today. And he can bless it today. That's all we have. He's not going to give you something out in the future. He's going to give it to you today. We're coming to him, asking for bread. Forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from, from evil. For thine is thy kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, he tells us that all things work together for good to them who love God. Well, God is, cannot be tempted, or neither can he tempt any man with sin. So this, right, there's little things we read in the Bible when we search for that should throw up red flags on what's right and what's wrong, how to interpret other, other scripture. He says, lead us not into temptation. The Lord is not going to tempt any man. He tells us in James He's not going to do it. He can't be tempted with sin, neither does he tempt any man with sin. So here he's telling them how to pray, think he's working all things together for good to them who love God. He's working with evil. No. He's he tempting us with evil. No. He's already told us that. He's not telling us how to pray and then work in temptation in your life to bring about good. These are things we should, we should learn and pick up and have much assurance in the things about God and the attributes of God. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. He says over in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and what? Are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest into your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Who are we supposed to bring him to? He says, come unto me. How are you going to come unto Jesus? You're not going to come to him physically. You're going to come to him in prayer. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. This ain't the regeneration call. <laughs> you know, this ain't the, it's just talking about anybody who is alive and under the burdens of laboring and heavy laden. He says, I will give it. What's he going to give you? He's going to give you rest. Is your soul weary? Is your burdens heavy? He says, come unto me. 
will give you rest. He says he's meek and lowly in heart. He says, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. My soul is heavily burdened, I can tell you that. The things of this world that we should be praying for, I don't think the, the, uh, the people of God have been praying more, I think, these last several years than any time in my life. If you don't have a strong prayer life with what's going on in this world today, we need to wake up and get on our knees and pray to the one who can change things. He has the power. That's why we pray. We cast our cares upon him. Come unto him if you're heavy laden. That's what he's saying. Don't go somewhere else. Don't go to the liquor store. Don't go to the uh, things that this world has to offer. What the world has to offer are heavy yokes. The Lord's yoke is a lot easier than the yoke of this world. It is heavy. He says his burden is light. His yoke is light. Come to him. The, uh, so if we're up against, you know, I love the story of Daniel. And there was a decree out not to pray. But did that slow him down? I don't think so. He says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. He did the same thing he's always done. Now, when I read that, it kind of struck me that when it, he, it says he knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks. Now, I would think that his prayer would have been for deliverance from that decree. But he said he gave thanks. In times of where it was, everything was against him, he did what he did, but he said he gave thanks. And that, <laughs> that kind of floored me for a little bit, you know, that... In a time of trouble, he was given thanks. He was given thanks to God. The, uh, let's see here. Turn and look at Jonah. And it says in uh, chapter 2, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. Right before that, Jonah, he was told to go to Nineveh and a lot of times we've been told to do stuff follow God's commandments and we we don't do them and Jonah found out real quick what it was going to be like and those men on the ship they I don't want to be that guy but somebody was that guy during the day and reason they were getting uh, the seas were boisterous and never going down is because of that guy I don't want to be that guy but I have been that guy in times past I have been down on the belly of the well many a times more than I'd like to remember but I thought at one point in my life I was so far gone that I would never be back in the church yeah I, that was me I can testify doing those things walking away from God God told him to go this way he went that way God told me the right way I went the other way and I've been there I've been there but what I love about this is as he prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and I'm telling you, I've told you this before, it could have been a minnow the Lord prepared to swallow up Jonah. It doesn't have to be a well. You can talk and discuss it all you want to, but God is almightier than that. He could have took a tadpole and swallowed up Jonah. Yes, it could have happened. He says, the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And in the open, chapter 2, 
Then Jonah, what? He prayed unto the Lord, his God of the fish's belly. He said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. The Lord hears our cries. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. It's personal. He heard my voice. He hears the voice of all his sheep that cry unto him day and night, his elect. For thou hast cast me into the depths in the midst of the seas, and the floods can pass me about, and thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of the sight. Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters can pass me about, even to the soul. Down to the soul, he was compassed about. He was in trouble. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars, which is the rib, the cage of the, of the well, was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought me up my life with corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came to thee in thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of what? Thanksgiving. We have much to be thankful for. Here he is in the depths, and he's offering up thanksgiving. It's amazing. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is what? Is of the Lord. Jonah knew where his salvation was. It was of the Lord. He gave thanksgiving. Daniel gave thanks in times. We give thanks in the times that we're going through, the stuff that we're encountering. And how do we do that? What's the best way to do that? It's to cast our cares upon God. He told you to because he cares for you. He knows everything you stand in need of before even ask. That's who we're talking to. That's who we're communicating with. The power of prayer is heavily. He says we can come to the throne of grace. I love that. I want grace, grace, more grace. He says we can come boldly into it, not weak, going to the one we can seek refuge from this, this world, save ourselves from this untoward generation. How do we do that? Going to him in prayer. He can help deliver us from all of our afflictions, all our cares. He is able. He is God. And I appreciate your time this morning.